And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Wait, How much are these fuckers? Wait, am I impressing? You are. You know, you Alex are. Ferrari of Indie Film not, Hustle. Look, look, Thank dude, you. look, look, man. You have what to you under, got? You have to understand. We're recording now, so no, oh, just okay. you're consenting whatever you say to put uh, this on air. I can't say I can't. it. Come on, this is off air. This is off air. Stop recording. <laughs> this is off the record. This is off the record. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Hey, welcome to the Brave Maker Podcast, everybody. This is May 31st. We're in Redwood City, 2019. This is the beginning of the film festival, and I'm just with a cup of coffee with Alex Ferrari. Downtown Redwood City at Seclismo Cafe. Like, nothing's happening. This is awesome. It's, it's, and it's amazing. Hey, man. So I, glad that you're here. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I dude, appreciate it. Is, we met three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. And you were filming in the very theater that we're launching our film festival in. Yeah, it was my world premiere of my first feature, This Is Meg, was there. And, uh, this crazy guy just ran up to me. I don't even, and he's like, I think you know, I stalked you on yeah, social. Yeah, you did, you did, saw, there was yeah. a little stalking and then there was, yeah. there was some, there was some talks and then the police got involved. But then after that, after I got bail, after I got bail, uh-huh. <laughs> no, it worked we out. We were fine. And we met there and then fast forward, uh, 2018, I'm at Sundance. Oh yeah. yeah I'm yeah, at, yeah. I'm at Sundance shooting my second feature. Which we could talk about later, uh-huh. and uh, and you and you're like, hey, I'm I'm gonna be at that party that you're gonna shoot at. I'm like, all right, great. And then like while I'm shooting, you run up real quick and say, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, oh hey man, how you doing? And yeah. I and I wanted to talk to you. Oh, but you were busy directing. I man. was busy directing a movie in the middle of a freaking Sundance party, <laughs> completely gorilla. And uh, and I and I'm like. Like after afterwards, I'm like, man, I wonder why Tony didn't just hang out. I would have put him in the movie. Like I literally was like, why didn't you hang out, dude? That and, was so cool. I'll, I'll also give you props because we were texting, and you said, hey, I'm having a party. Come on up, oh. and I'm shooting a movie or something like that. All in one text. I'm like, you're having a party and you're shooting a movie. What? So I didn't know I, to the extent <laughs> of what was happening, dude. Most people didn't. <laughs> and and when I heard about your vision for on the corner of ego and desire, I was just so stoked because I thought. The very flight over, I thought somebody should make a mockumentary about coming to Sundance, and then boom, you were doing it, dude. So way to do it! Like you made it happen in four days, right? Yeah, we shot it in four days, uh, about thirty-six hours total. It was because it was on the side of me, and you know, doing, doing interviews, yeah. doing interviews for Indie Film Hustle. So it was a side hustle, the movie basically. And uh, we got there, and I wanted to make uh, this is Spinal Tap style movie. Uh-huh. And it was originally going to be more mockumentary style, but then as I developed it, I just realized I could make an actual narrative with this. And I'm like, let's just make it a narrative. And no one had ever shot a feature film narrative. A lot of documentaries have been shot at Sundance, uh, TV shows and things, but no one has ever done a narrative because it's insane to yeah. do something like that. It's, it's crazy. And uh, as I started going through the whole process of making it, 
which was, you know, not that long. Um, you, I just started. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-production was two hours. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, literally we got there. I, I mean, I, I have, I have video uh, shot on an iPhone of basically me and the cast and the three people on my crew that, and we're sitting around a table at that house where, that condo yeah. where the party was, uh, who was owned by my co-producer on that, Adam Bowman. Uh, we're sitting there and we're hashing out the story. Like I had a really structured outline. But then we're like, okay, and I knew where we were going to go because I've been to Sundance like five, six, seven times at this point. So I knew where all the locations were. I knew where we could go shoot. I knew little nooks and crannies and things that nobody really, it's not, the, you know, the famous stuff is easy. But like all these like kind of little nooks and crannies and where I felt that I could sneak into and do things and all that. So we just started sitting down and talking about it. And, we, you know, we started hashing out like the characters and, you know, and, and with the actors. And it was just great to like so do cool. it but so that was that was about an hour and then you know actual production time we estimated it was anywhere between 30 to 36 hours of actual going out with a camera and crew uh shooting stuff it, it's it was an insane i don't know how i did it like i you know when i just saw it um screened uh, a month ago and i'm watching and i'm like and i hadn't seen it in Seven months. Yeah. Like, I haven't watched it, which is the best way to watch your movie sure. if you haven't seen it in a long time. And I'm watching, I'm like, who who shot this? This is insane. That's so cool. And I was like, I was, and, and I can't wait to see it here uh, when it's projected in a real, off of a DCP in a real theater, where I first, the first time I ever saw it in a theater was at the Chinese theater. That's a, it's not a real projection? Uh-huh. What at, do you mean? At the, at the man's Chinese no, theater? No, no, at the man's, at the man's Chinese. There's Rich Ferguson over there stalking us. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> the man. So, um, no, no, at the Chinese, it's real projection. It was the first time I'd ever seen it in oh, a, in, on see, the big I screen. Got gotcha, you, yeah. Before then, it was just on my, on my system at home uh, or, you know, a little, a little projection or something like that. So when I saw it up off of a DCP, I was just like, oh my God, it held. <laughs> and like the images, the image looked great. The, you know, we shot it on a 1080p pocket camera. Yeah, dude, those things are great, man. It's so amazing. It, it looks stunning. Nobody. And in the audience realized, uh, nobody in the audience realized that we were, um, that we had shot it with such a small camera. And That's I wanted cool. to prove to everybody, I'm like, I don't, you don't need to shoot 10K, yeah. guys. I have, I'm not the, the biggest, I'm more of the writer, director, producer. I love working with the actors and creating the story. Yeah. The gear, I'm like, I, I'm happy that I know the Blackmagic camera <laughs> because yeah. I've worked with it. But gear, like, you're, I'm with you. I don't know. Like, I, I get a, a DP who's geeking out. I'm like, geek out all you want, mm-hmm. uh, sir or ma'am. And I'll just trust you. But if you want to shoot it on a pocket camera or a cell phone, I'm cool. Let's just make something. So I love that. You you, you do that, man. It's cool. Yeah, I've, I've always been a technical director. I've loved to understand the technology, understand the tools, and and really, and because I'm a post guy, so I came from post. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, uh, the only reason I shot with the pocket is because I knew what I can get out of post. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love the pocket so much is you can shoot raw. So latitude, you could do so many things. And you know, when you're shooting a movie in 36 hours, uh, there's not a lot of time for lighting. So a mm-hmm. lot of it was natural lighting. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was like if we're inter- interior, it was basically one light mm-hmm. that I just carried around with me. It was one yeah. LED uh, aperture light, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we battery powered. And we, I mean, you literally, when I shot that scene with RBs inside before we went out on the, on, yep. on the ledge. I remember watching through the window. Right. Before that, we had the scene inside that leads up to the outside. Yeah. It, was, it was me holding the light and bouncing it off the ceiling. Yeah. And I have pictures and video of me doing that. And I'm like, well, that's... That's how we lit the damn scene. Yeah. And put plus practical. That's the hustle. Did you inspire me? Because this summer, my goal is to shoot a, uh, a movie in the same way. What's up, Lucas? 
I'm walking about. We're just watching, <laughs> watching people go by in Redwood City. I'm like, I love this. This is awesome. I am shooting something this summer Good for in, you. in the same way, dude, because I'm like, I have these three other feature films, all like budgeted, all like blah, 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 but I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. Like, no, no I'm no, shooting something no. totally improv style, one do location it. with multiple buildings inside, outside, yes. same place. We're just going to do it like that and make it happen in a week or something. That's what I'm doing. So thanks for the inspiration. Uh, You've inspired me in so many ways. That's why I, again, stalked you doubly. I'm like, dude. Brave Maker is all about facing your fears. Brave Maker is all about mm -hmm. conquering those obstacles and, and getting your creative goals met. And so that's why I wanted you to come, screen your film. I appreciate that. Do a book signing, uh, which you're going to be doing on. So you're screening your film Sunday, sorry, uh, Saturday, 5 p.m. Yep. Century 20. I'm going to get this out today. Yes. So if you're listening to this, you have time to get your tickets and come out today yes. to listen, to see. And then he, he's doing a book signing at the San Mateo History Museum, which is right across the street from us. Same place that they filmed Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm uh, doing a keynote talk as that's well. That's right, there. keynote on filmmaking. and On the fe breaking through your fears. Breaking through the fears. Making your first feature film. And, and talking about my experience uh, with my book, uh, Shooting for the Mob, which is how I almost made a $20 million movie for the mob. And how I was flown out to Hollywood and met all these people. And, and what that did to me psychologically. Yeah. Uh, and how I was able to eventually break free from the damage of that incident to me. Because, it, it, you know, it was a very unique experience where I'm literally being flown out to L.A. and I'm meeting the biggest movie stars in the world. I'm meeting some of the most powerful producers, billion-dollar producers, studio heads, heads of major agencies, uh, all these kind of people. And I'm literally sitting in you know the Chateau Maman with one of the biggest actors in the world while I'm surrounded by other actors they're drinking whatever and the dream is right in front of you like as close as we are and it gets yanked from you again and again and again during a year so uh -huh. it's like I'm there I'm almost there I'm there yeah. I'm almost there. I'm almost there and it, it, psychologically can you imagine it's going like to PTSD that place all the time. yeah so you know imagine being so close to your dream multiple times during that time you know one one whole chapter in the book is how I met Batman and I actually went to his house and, and you know, Wayne One Manor. of the actors that played yes, Batman. Uh, yes, one of the actors who played <laughs> Batman. But it was literally like going to Wayne Manor. Like, you know, I, it was yeah. an insane... Like this actor's house was literally yes, like it a it was like Wayne mansion. Manor and like he came out and he had Alfred there, which was his assistant. And it was just insane. Was he wearing a silk robe? He wasn't wearing a, a silk robe. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you something, though. One of the producers I went to, the, the, the guy, the manservant that answered the door, um, it was, yeah... It was we were we were on that line of like silk robe. It's like he will see you in a minute, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? You may call me Jeeves. It was it was that's pretty funny. it was pretty intense. That that specific that specific producer who's uh, who was amazing, but like you know you walk into his condo. It's not a condo. It's a floor, uh, and in, in the Hollywood Hills somewhere where mm. you could literally look out his walls all his walls in the condo were made of of, of glass mm. from ceiling to floor and you could see all of hollywood and mm. all of it's just stunning and you're sitting there while he's i'm in his screening room screening a, a, a teaser trailer that i shot for this mobster by the way i'm in tow with a mobster it's like joe pesci by the Godfather. way how can you be talking about this and not fearing for your life right now my real name is not alex Ferrar. <laughs> no. um uh, it's Frank Hill. No. Uh, <laughs> no. You keep uh, looking over your shoulder, so I'm it's wondering. Henry, it's is, Henry Hill. My name is Henry Hill. Uh -huh, I really, uh -huh. uh, it, this is all reconstructive <laughs> surgery. Uh, well, no, look, the way I look at it with this is, you know, it took me 18 years to find the courage to write this story. 
And originally it was always like, oh, you're going to write a screenplay, you're going to write a screenplay. And I just did not want to write a screenplay until Boris, the cinematographer in the book, who was um, a really dear friend of mine, he finally was bothering me. He's been hugging, hounding me for years because I met him in the book, in the story. And, and he was a beacon of light and all that kind of good stuff. But he was like, you have to write the story, you have to write the story, you have to write the story. I'm like, I'm not writing a screenplay. This mm-hmm. is like, who's going to give me money? for a movie about a mobster and a filmmaker and it's it's a period piece back in 2001 and like this is a, like I'm not chasing this money he's like well write the book I'm like son of a bitch I can write the book and that's what I did so I, I decided you know what I think it's time and I didn't know how much an effect that thing had on me as a filmmaker and as a human being until I wrote the book because when I was finished writing the first draft I still remember it the second I literally just finished typing the, fir- the final draft the first draft out and it was done, this weight lifted off my shoulders that Mm. the scary part was I didn't know I was carrying. It's not like I sat there all day thinking, oh, poor me, and oh, Jimmy did this to me, and oh, I never thought about it. I hadn't thought about this in 10 years, probably, you know? Um, And when I was done with it, I was like, oh, my God, this, this, it's cathartic. I felt this weight lifted, but the scary part was it that I didn't even know I was carrying it. And then I started doing more self-analysis and I realized that that one event that was about a year of my life completely shaped the rest of my career because I had the ability to do a feature film at 26. I had the technical skill. I had the experience even, you know, even though I was 26, I could have made a good movie. There's no question about it. I could have done it four or five years later when I did my short broken, you know, that went on and did a bunch of stuff. I was more than capable of doing it. The technology was even there to do it at that point. But for whatever reason, in a subconscious level, my mind was trying to protect me because it associated making a feature film mm. with this insane amount of pain. Yeah. So I didn't do it. And it, only until I turned 40, when I turned 40 and another project fell through and I was attached to another big project with a big screenwriter and, a, and I was doing castings and it just went away again, I just said, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. I'm 40, man. I'm not 25 anymore. I can't yeah. do this. You got a wife and kids now. No, I have a wife and kids. I'm yeah. like, if I'm going to keep chasing this thing, man, I, got, I, yeah. can't, I can't keep playing this game. I got to change yeah. the rules. Yeah. So that's what I did. I, and in that moment, I said, I'm going to go make a movie. And 30 days later, we were shooting This Is Meg. That's awesome. And that was it. And I just like, I'm just going to do it this way. I'm going to do it improv. I'm going to call my friend who she knows a lot of actors. We're going to shoot in their houses. We'll go up to the Hollywood sign and steal that. And uh, we'll just do it. And we shot it in eight days. Your whole mantra is like, no excuses, make it happen. Just hustle it, do it. I don't care if it's good or bad. I really don't. It's just doing it. Momentum helps you move forward. If you fail, you learn something. But you're doing something and not talking about it. How many guys do we know in this business who just talk and talk and talk? It gets old, huh? It gets old because because you know why they talk? Because they're scared to death. Of yep. actually scared, scared of success, scared of failure, scared of mommy, scared of their whatever. <laughs> scared of mommy. No, mama. No, yeah. but it's the truth that we yeah. all carry around these fears inside of us. And like, I'm not good enough or what do people think or all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Until you throw all of that bullshit away and you finally say, you know what? I can't live my life 
based on the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. I've got to do me. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, like, man, I had no idea if it was going to work. Ego and Desire was even worse. I had no idea if that movie was. I, I literally got on the plane from Park City, and I was like, I don't know if I have a movie. Mm. And the amount of pressure and not not stress because I actually was it was very stressed. Fun for, stress. It wasn't. I wasn't really stressed out too much. I actually because my my whole mentality based on uh, on how I did it was just kind of like, eh, let's have fun. Let's have fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but I got on the plane. Saying to myself, I don't know if I have a movie. Yeah. And I can't go back because it was only a four-day window to make this thing happen. So <laughs> can't I pick, can't. No pickup shots. No pickup shots. <laughs> Till next year. No pickup shots. All the signage shot. is different. Right. All the signage is different. All this kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, there's no pickup. I'm like, I can't get the actors back. I can't. Like, it was, it was all very interesting. So I was just praying for 72 minutes. Like, oh I was just praying. Gosh, like, that's dude. what Mark, the Duplass brothers said. If you can make a movie over 70 minutes, it's a movie. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to make it. And I made it to 70. I think it's 73 minutes. Exactly. 73. I think it's 73 yeah. minutes. I think exa- you're right because I, I had to do the TRTs. Right. It's 73 minutes. Yeah. Originally, it was 75, and I cut two minutes out because it was like, <laughs> it's too fat. So um, I tightened it up a bit. But it was there, and the story was there, and it was a lot of fun. And, and filmmakers who watch it, man, it's cathartic. Yeah. I poke fun at them. It, it, is, it is as true it is as true to the experience of what a filmmaker goes through yep. as I've ever seen. It's on a screen. true f- homage to filmmaking. To independent filmmaking. It's a filmmaker's dream. And nightmare all at the and same nightmare. time. And nightmare, that's right. And I've never also seen, I've seen yeah. many movies about making movies, but I've never seen a movie about selling a movie. Because uh, that's not really that sure, sexy. Sure, 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 It's not the sexy part about yeah. making a movie. It's like, ooh, we're going to go into marketing and we're yeah. going to go into, no. But this, because of the Sundance backdrop, because of all the craziness and the egos involved, it, it, it just kind of worked out. And I wanted a female director because I've never seen a female oh, director. yeah, I love that too. So she was great. Sonia O'Hara yeah. was like the stuff that comes out of her mouth. You're uh-huh. just like, what did that come? Yeah. You know, this they were all great. Like, they were all amazing. Working each other. Like, no, that they was were... so, so fun. And they had never worked together. So And fun. We ca- I cast over Skype. I had never met them until they showed up. Get out of here. I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah, dude. So I was like literally a week. I was two weeks away from Sundance. It's like a challenge. You should be doing like these like all around the world. <laughs> like just doing films in different locations or different festivals, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm sure there'll be another film fest, another Sundance movie soon. But, That's um, a great idea. But no, I literally, it was two weeks, two to three weeks out from the festival and I'm like I kept talking to actors in LA and again and again and and I was talking to some name actors and some friends of mine and they were all scared to death huh. because of what putting I was putting themselves do. on the line they were putting themselves out on line they're like I don't know if I want to do this I don't know you know we're gonna get one guy said I think I'm gonna get arrested oh, because they just I can I'm see like that and they're yeah. like I don't you're not for this so side note the bo- the bouncer at one of the the parties you guys yeah, try yeah, to get yeah, in yeah. Is it IMDB yeah um was that those are two bouncers there so they let you Oh yeah, I they talked signed, to them. They signed off and everything. Yeah, we're like, hey, we're gonna we're, they we're shooting actors. we're shooting a movie. And we're like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And they're like, so yeah, cool. sure. I and mean, do we have permission to shoot you? He's like, yeah, That's sure. That's so cool. Dude. And we just did it. And they did. We had one take. They're like, look, we can't do it too many. I'm like, just one take. And we did it one time. Dude, and that was it, That's man. So and cool. we rolled. That's so good. So I call up my buddy Rob, who he was cast. He was the producer in the movie. Okay. Uh, Rob. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Rob. white guy. The white guy. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the white guy, Latino guy, or the white. No, he's he's Latino. Latino and a woman. Yeah. So. He, um, I call him up. I'm like, dude, I need actors. Can you help me out? He's like, oh, I got you. <laughs> and so from there, he sent me like 10 headshots and websites. And I started seeing I'm like, yeah, I want to see these people. And I Skyped them. I cast over Skype. I told them what I was going to do. That's so cool. And I'm like, look, at the end of the day, this was the pitch. This was the pitch. At the end of the day, I don't know what's going to happen at this, man. <laughs> at the minimum, 
it's going to be seen. My track record shows that nothing yeah. sits on the shelf. Sure, sure. Except that one except movie. For, except for the except, thing you sent me by except, text. Except <laughs> that thing I sent you from text that no one's ever seen. And that short film that has never seen the light of day. And I'm very proud of it. But it's, uh, we'll talk about that later if you want to. Um, because I tried talking to you. Like, I said to him, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we just magically put it in the front? And, then, and, and I'm like, I'm ha, ha, Dead ha. silent. Yeah. It was dead silent. I'm like, dude, based off the trailer, I don't want to do that. I think I, we might get arrested. I love, I love, I love when people, um, uh, like, like, let's just throw something last minute. I'm like, I no. love last minute, but not, not here. Not here. Right? Not here. Thank you, Jonathan. Not here. No, so. of course not. I, I knew that was never, and I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. It's like you really got to be, it has to be a specific crowd that I do that to, and one day yeah, I'll do totally, it. Totally, totally. So um, I cast them, and I told them, look, at the end of the day, I don't know what's going to happen. If this, this going to be a movie, it's not going to be a movie. I don't know. But I, I promise you one thing, that 20 years from now, you're going to tell a story about that time you, oh, shot a, you shot a movie at Sundance. Yeah. And that's something that nobody else is going to have, and it's going to be a story that you will carry with you to yep. your grave. Yep. And that was the sales pitch. I'm like, yep. look. And then also it wasn't hard. I'm like, I want to fly you out to Sundance. You're going to stay in a million you dollar condo. You flew them out? Yeah, flew them out. That was oh, part of the budget. that's awesome. That was a budget. That was part of the budget. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome, The dude. movie cost that me just... about three to four grand, so I'm like, yeah. Listen to this, people. Let's make our films. Come see. <laughs> hey, if you missed the Brave Maker Film Fest, it's going to be on Indie Film Hustle TV on June what? Third uh, Monday. Which one? The, the oh yeah. A corner of ego and desire. Oh no, a corner of ego and desire is going to be sometime in June or July. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I'm this, no, no wait? this is the last public screaming. Okay, but you're going to wait. Make people wait. Well, I have I have, I have a distribution deal on it. Oh, all that kind of stuff. So I have me. to I have to wait for that. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't want to be like that dude. So um, <laughs> they have to, they just got back from Cannes, and I got to wait for them to get settled before oh, we, we can. finish it. Off. Look at this, Cannes. So, uh, so I do have a little distribution deal, but I do have it on IFH TV. <laughs> That's awesome. And for people who don't know what IFH. TV or any film hustle Pro- TV promote is, it. Come on, it is Netflix for filmmakers and screenwriters. It is uh, basically of it's available on Apple TV, Roku, all those places on your apps, and uh, it's it's heaven for filmmakers. Like there's courses, there's workshops, heaven there's movies, there's movies about making movies, there's documentaries about making movies, there's workshops, there's film festival panels, oh, yes. there's everything you ever wanted to know, and there's like thousand dollar courses that I was able to talk. Uh, these these creators into uh, for go letting ahead me... go ahead while I social media you <laughs> okay you're you're making you're making you're making this awkward um, no so so it's uh it's crazy man it, it's it was it, it's it's a crazy thing and I wanted to kind of put this together and it's the world's first there's nothing like this ever congrats um, man yeah and and it's been doing very well and it's continuing to grow and uh, you know I mean we could talk about that forever but. That's, and we will. We'll talk about it at be, your there'll be Q&A. Many, there'll be many things we could discuss. Well, man, anything else you want to say uh, about Indie Film Hustle? Where do people find you? Um, you can find me at IndieFilmHustle.com. And uh, you can also find me on AlexFerrari.com, uh, which is uh, if you want to hire me for a speaker, coaching, consulting, corporate consulting, all that kind of stuff, I do that through there. And then uh, Indie Film Hustle has just insane amounts of information about the business the podcast is there podcast is on episode 320 yeah as, as of this recording this is, this is about episode 13 of the brain maker hey, film man, we all start, so. listen, listen i started off with one a week baby and it's just slowly i became psychotic and and i have a second uh, a second podcast called the bulletproof screenwriting podcast which is uh, all dedicated to screenwriters and there's uh, motivational stuff on awesome. YouTube channel. Um, yeah, you've been Twitter. super instrumental in 
in my journey as a filmmaker oh, man, as well. Thank you so much. So, thanks for being a part of the inaugural Brave Maker Film oh, Fest. Oh, I'm here, man. Anytime. Every City. year you want me back, just call me and, you know. Right on. I'll, I'm and, here. And Alex said, don't just have me do my screening and my keynote talk. No, that's cool. he's like He's like, have me do multiple things. So he's going to be facilitating panel discussions, uh, serve, yes. serve cocktails at the party. I, I, I told him, I go, look, man, I've been, to fe- I've, I've been invited to festivals before and I'm sitting in a hotel room for four nope. hours. I'm like, I nope. can't. I'm here to, to, to be of service to my community as awesome. filmmakers and yes, to be service are. to you guys and to the festival. So put me to effing work, man. Awesome. So that's why I'm here. Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you, All bro. All right, fist bump. And let's get you to the hotel. All right. All right. Peace. Bravemaker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Thanks for listening to the Bravemaker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend.